Meet Dr. Frank King, the founder of King Bio, a local manufacturer of natural products since 1998 here in Asheville. For over 40 years, Dr. King has been helping people overcome chronic, recurring, and so-called incurable ailments while following simple, natural, and safe remedies and principles. Dr. King's full range of natural products can be found online at drkings.com. Or find select products at your local health food or drugstore, Earth Fair, CVS, and Walgreens. His book, The Healing Revolution, is available at drkings.com, Kindle, or Amazon.com. Welcome to The Healing Revolution. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to The Healing Revolution with Dr. Frank King. What a pleasure it is to gather each week and uh, learn from the 40 years of practice that Dr. King had uh, of uh, taking care of people homeopathically. And naturally, all the way around. Yeah, Yeah, it's such a great time to live. And we're going to be talking today, it's going to be a, a second part in our nutrition that works. And in this scenario, we want to be sharing what is it that really works. Nutrition is the greatest failure, if you would. You know, when you think of, oh, I have my New Year's resolutions or whatever you might have. Okay, you say, I just want to make up my mind to eat better. And is it super? Why does it have such a high failure rate? And it shouldn't. And I'm going to share with you in this show why, how you can get nutrition to work better for you rather than it work against you. And we're going to share how, you know, some really keys to help improve not only your nutritional part of your life. And it's, you know, a lot of people, you know, they call it diet. And, you know, diet, wait a minute, just the name, diet, you know, oh, you're on a diet? Oh, so don't get too close to me. Um, you know, it's, you know, it's, a, it's such a negative connotation. It diet. Really is. So, Randy, are you on a diet? diet. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah, I'm on a diet. <laughs> uh, you know, it's like being sentenced to some kind of, uh, you know. Hard labor. Yeah, hard labor, <laughs> solitary confinement, <laughs> prison. Uh, you know, it, 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 it's, it's something that is doesn't, it's, it's really a positive thing. And so and let's change this, if we will. And we're going to talk a lot about change in this show. And how to embrace change, how be, you know, change for good. You know, change is another bad word. We're going to turn it into a good word. And we're going to switch from being on a diet to learning how to be on a live it. Oh. How about a live it? I like that. You want to live it. We want to be enjoying life. You know, this is an opportunity to eat in a way so your mind works better. Eat in a way so that you feel you have more energy. Eat in a way. We're not living to eat. We're learning to so we can eat to live. And we can eat to live more abundantly. We can eat and we find secrets and opportunities and potentials with our you know, nutrition. We have the opportunity, as we, I think, ended the show with last week, we have the greatest opportunity in the world to eat the best diet and to live much longer and to not only add those years to our life, but where we can add more life life to our years that's defined much better as a live it and we want to live and have you know be on a live it man we're on you know are you high man are you high brandy are you high <laughs> always yeah are you high on life <laughs> right am. you know and that's that's when you learn to learn to love life you know we learn 
to learn to love our diet or live it. You know, we are going to, you know, that's e- much easier to learn to love your live it. <laughs> and so right. you're love you want to love your live it. <laughs> can we love our live it? I think we can do that. Yeah, in let's public. learn to love our live it. <laughs> and we can eat right in front of everybody and enjoy it and eat with great expectations because we have the opportunity to eat the healthiest foods, the greatest diversity of foods. You know, most people eat, you know how many different foods, how many, how would you guess, how many different foods do you eat on a regular basis? Oh, gosh, that's a tough question. I never thought about that. Maybe 10 or 12 foods, I guess. You're kind of stuck in a routine. You are stuck in a routine, aren't you? Yeah. We're going to have to change that. Yeah. Do you want the double Big Mac or the single Big Mac? Oh, you don't go there, do you? No, I'm not. I thought I've taught you better than that. (laughs) You have. All right. But that's the choices that seem to be most people make. You know, what do you you order here? Yeah, you either order regular or supersize it, right? right? right. Uh, You know, oh, you got a two for one special. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah, that sounds like a good deal. Yeah, I'll yeah. do that. I'll overeat. I'll feel tired. I'm going to feel, you know, it's going to zap my metabolism. You know, it's going to, you know, start taking me down. And that's we're going to change this. We can change this. We have an opportunity. You know, we don't, you know, we don't want to be a living by chance. Here's another one. We want to live by change. You know, we really learn to live more dynamically through change than we do by chance. Chance is what, you know, you get dealt the bottom of the deck. You get dealt the worst in your hand you can imagine. You don't want to, you want to do, you want to have empowerment. You know, I'm going to make change. And change is a good thing. We're creatures of habit. So, you know, a lot of us, we really have a hard time with change. But change is the key. I, Albert Einstein uh, you like Albert Einstein? He's you know, sharp guy. He's sharp pretty, guy. Yeah, I like his looks. You kind of have a little. If you ever saw Einstein, Randy, you'd be like a much more handsome Einstein. Okay, hair, I got the hair. Though. Yeah, you got the hair. You know, and you don't. You know, but you're much better looking. Thank I have you, to sir. say. Thank you. you know, Not for, quite as sharp and, there, and, though, and still single. Okay, and so. Um, but he, Albert Einstein, what did what he talked about? He t- yeah, he well, he's talked about a lot of stuff, didn't he? Yeah. But one of the things I love the most, well, about one of his quotes I, I use regularly, and he, he defined what insanity is. You have any clue what insanity is? I've heard this one. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. It's doing the same thing in the same manner and expecting a different result. Yeah, that's about that's it in a nutshell. Yeah. And we probably none of us will have the words exactly how he said it because it's said so many ways. Yeah. You know, we we I first learned this was if you keep doing what you've always done, you'll keep getting what you've always gotten. <laughs> how about that one? Makes perfect that's another sense. version of it. But it is. It's kind of you. Know, you keep doing what you've you know the same thing over and over and expect different results. That's Einstein's uh, definition of insanity. And you think about it, how many of us are living insane? <laughs> doing the same thing over uh, and over again. How many people in this world are insane? Yeah. Okay, do you want to fit in that category? I don't think we really do, but we, you know, what gets us out of it is you know, learning. We become aware, you know. There's, there's, uh, there's another thing I've been going, th- you know, been thinking about lately is we go through stuff in life, don't we? You know, there's stuff we go through, sure, and we can't wait to get to the, you know, through it, right? Sure. But instead of go through it, going through it, how about if we change our attitude and instead of go go through it, we grow through it. Oh, yeah. And we think, why are we going through this? What am I learning? Am I just trying to get out of it? Or am I really trying to, am I really going to embrace some learning, embrace some insight, get some wisdom out of this experience? You know, if you just go through it, that's like going around the same mountain, around the same mountain over and over and over again. And that we will, and you can tell when you've been just going through it, man. I'm really going through it, man. Well, if we can change that, it's because if especially things that those things have a tendency to recur, and so we have all of a sudden we're, yeah, I'm going through a breakup in my relationship. And well, how many relationships have you had like this? 
oh, <laughs> to count, maybe, you know. If that's the case, then we have only been trying to get through it or go through it. We can actually learn something, and that's with intelligence, with some wisdom, we can grow through it. Let's learn something from this experience so we don't have to go through it again. <laughs> okay, we've, once you grow through it, you don't have to go through it again. And that that's the difference if we learn to embrace change. If we learn to say, I don't want to keep doing the same thing I've always done and be getting the same results I've always gotten. I'm here to grow through it so I can graduate. I can go higher. I don't have to go around that mountain again. You know, and so we want to learn how to embrace change. You know, because as we are creatures of habit, we want to be able to start creating some new habits. To, you know, so we don't have to get keep doing getting what we've always gotten out of life. You know, we want something new. I want to be better as I get you know as I mature. You know, I'm not just about aging here. We're really what? We're about saging. I like this. In saging, we're getting smarter. You know, not just working harder. We're learning. We're getting smarter in life. That this white hair we have, Randy, <laughs> yes. uh, is signs of wisdom, not senility. You know, so let's ply the wisdom. Let's be wiser. We have more experience in life. You know, sixty-five years we have in life. You know. Uh, and that's not together if we add it up, or is it? <laughs> 130 is. <laughs> yeah. So we are, we want to be saging, and that's that where we grow through it. And so, you know, let's think, if, if we're overweight, what do we need to do? Mm, is this hard to think about? We probably need to eat less food. That's, that's just you're some common sense. You know, we don't have to think, oh, I'm going to buy one of those expensive meal plans and I'm going to do this. And hey, this is a change and that's okay. That's good. But all you have to do is eat a little less. And, and so, you know, that is, to me, that's applying wisdom. There was a, and I'm trying to remember the, uh, I love Hippocrates. You know, he's the father of modern medicine, by the way. But in what he has shared and what he started is rarely practiced today. First, Hippocrates said, you know, in the Hippocratic Oath, remember that one? Came from him, right? Yeah. yeah. And he said, physician, heal thyself. Let's go walk through your own healing, and then you're equipped to be able to help other people heal. heal. But he also said, ready? Leave your drugs in the chemist's pot, if you can. Uh, cure the and if you can cure the patient with food. Wow, isn't that something interesting? All that many years ago. Yes. So right away he saw you know hey making a bunch of chemicals brewing up some chem- chemicals isn't really where you're going to find your real healing. You know your, your real healing is you know real change is put uh, you know and he uses uh, cure. The patient with food. Cure. Use the cure word. That's a powerful word. Cure the patient with food. Hippocrates. Also, Hippocrates, while we're on that thought, said something else. He said, let food be your medicine and medicine be your food. Boy, if you didn't get it the first time, he said it both ways. Yeah. You have to make sure you got it here. You know, let food be your medicine and medicine be your food. Okay. Hippocrates. Yeah. Now, I think we ought to listen to this and and implement these things because they're, they're so important. You know, these are valuable. This is valuable wisdom. This is the foundations of medicine that have been forgotten. Should it, should it be forgotten like that? And uh, there's a, another, I'm trying to think of the ancient Chinese proverb. You like those Chinese proverbs? Oh, yeah. They always make you think and give you some deeper yeah. insight about life, which is important. The more insight we have about life, the better you'll be able to navigate through life. And this old, this ancient proverb was, ready? The more you eat, the less flavor. Semicolon. The less you eat, 
the more flavor. Hmm. That is so true. You know, you've done this, oh, right? Of course. So, you know, it's good. You know, I always, so we talked last time about chewing, yeah. how important chewing is. And the more you chew, yeah, yeah, the more flavors. So, man, it changes. The flavors actually brings out new flavors and, and qualities. And there's a chef in town I like a lot, and his name's Hector. Hi, Hector, wherever you are. And, uh, and Hector is a flavor genius. And Hector has a number of restaurants. I don't know if I can mention some of those. Go for but, it. But one of them, it's a real simple, cool restaurant called uh, Salsas downtown. Okay. And lots of nice Mediterranean-type Mexican-related, you know, but Mexican with a flair of all the Mediterranean in it. And one of the unique things when you eat in any of the Hector's restaurants you go through and you will start, oh, you'll taste, get to, oh, wow, always a lot of flavor. And then as you go further into the meal, it you you discover new flavors. He has a way of doing this. and That's genius. It is. And he has some of his own sauces out there in the market. Anyway, Hector, hi, wherever you are. And, uh, and so that's something, you know, again, the more you eat, the less flavor. So, and the less you eat, the more flavor. But and also you can add more you chew, you you add more flavor to, you know, what you're eating and you'll get more out of it. When you eat whole, you know, we always talk about eat real food. You know, people say, "Oh, this uh natural food diets and everything, these are fads." And and wait a minute, let's think a minute. What does that make any sense? Any lick of sense there at all? No. You know what is it? Wait, wait a minute. That's not the fad. You know, fast food, processed food. Wait a minute. That's the fad. The real food has been around since the beginning of time. That can't be a fad. Oh, you're on one of those health food kicks. <laughs> you know. Wait a minute. No, I'm getting back to my roots of enjoying. There's so much flavor in, you know, you mentioned you eat maybe 10 or 15 foods or something like that, Randy. I was just giving Guessing. you an example. I, yeah. I'm pretty varied personally, but most people I would say 10 or 12 different, you know, yeah. meat, Actually, uh, chicken, beef. You know what the average is? What? 20. Is it really? You know how many f- different foods there are on the planet? Oh, my gosh. There's, there's, there's thousands. And you meet a guy like Hector, you know, yeah. he's going to just broaden your palate. He's, you got it. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, that's what we want to be able to do. When you start tapping into all the natural, real foods, I'm not talking about GMOs and, chem- you know, created stuff in the lab with artif- human adulterated food. There's an old saying, there was a preacher I met, and he said, you know, what God has created, you know, man has adulterated. <laughs> I thought about that and said, man, you're speaking some truth there, yeah. you know. And, you know, we have adulterated all this wonderful stuff, the roots that feed us, that's designed to nurture us. This is the real foods of the planet. You know, I love even foraging foods. You know, my family kind of questions when I start picking out mushrooms in the forest. You know, they start to tremble like, oh, do we really have to eat it? Uh, I guarantee you it's going to be good. You know, but, you know, there's, you know, yes, we want to be careful and learn and grow. But, you know, I love studying Native American food. Yes. And, you know, there's so much to learn there. You know, I remember when I was in Cub Scouts and Weeblos back as a kid, we were pretty bad. We never kept the same scout leader for over a year. Uh, but <laughs> when the wind's we screaming tough. down the road. Oh, yeah. Right? I'm out of here. Forget <laughs> it. Uh, but, you know, we learned to how to prepare cocktail roots. You know, and and other you know edible things in the forest and in the swamps. You know, the, how do that nasty old mud? You know, cactails. You know, we used them. You soak them and they use them for torches and yeah. all kind of fun stuff. Tell, tell the young kids that those were natural hot dogs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, very light. Yes, uh, and and so we're you know. These are things that I've always been fascinated by and how to make them good. And the Native Americans have done this. If you want to eat real local food, think of a look and search a little bit on Native American foods. 
There's a lot of them that we're missed out on. It's not you don't find them in Ingalls, you know. And there's good stuff in Ingalls. I always like to go in Ingalls. I like I most I do my shopping around the outside of the store, you know, the perimeter of the store, except for the bakery section. You got to watch that one. Yeah, you know, just kind of take a whiff once in a while and keep on going. <laughs> and uh, but around the outside of the store, you start with all those nice. How many of those vegetables do you actually eat that are just in Ingalls alone? Right. There's a bunch of them. Yeah. And, my, and when we were growing up, we didn't have that. My wife always, you know, you know, wonders when she's when I go to the store to buy some things, you know, I always come home with some new stuff. You ought to try these star fruit, honey. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> dad's brought home something. Else. What's that? Yeah. yeah. Kids are like, uh. <laughs> uh, but you know what? You got to experiment. That's how you'll learn. Learn how to fix things a little different, how to create, how to eat Jerusalem artichokes. You're not, you know, not just a regular, but those artichoke roots, you know what I'm talking about there. You know, those are so good to keep your blood sugar in balance, just as an example. You know, try some different types of tomatoes. Try some different types of onions. Try some different vegetables. Try a different mix of greens for your salad. Don't eat the same greens all the time. I love going out and picking dandelions out of the yard. Makes a great salad out here. I've never had it. High in calcium. Very high in calcium. Now, if you have a chem lawn, you want to, you know, wait a minute, you know, but you won't have any dandelions if you do. You're (laughs) killing some really good stuff there. so, you know, look for good diversity, you know, and learn how to even find stuff and grow things. It's fun to learn to grow some things, not just ornaments in your landscape, but create an edible landscape. How about that? I love the more landscape we have that we can eat, the more joy I get out of the landscape. You know, and you plant things and they come back, they're perennials and they come back each year. You get to enjoy the fruit of planting. I love planting berries of different kinds, you know, planting fruit trees, herbs, herbs, things that continue back. Yeah, fresh herbs. Every house ought to have a fresh herb garden right off the kitchen out there. That's it, definitely. And uh, so, you know, we those are things. Let's get fun with back. You know, fun with our food. Fun is the beginning of what being functional. You want functional foods in your life. You know, they're fun and and enjoy those. There's uh, so much I can say about that. And, uh, you know, do that right after the break. I will. Let's do that. Can't wait. The conversation uh, from Dr. King today is nutrition that works. And he'll be back right after the break to continue on the healing revolution. Dr. King's Carolina Bison. Bison meat has about half the calories of beef, less fat than fish, and contains higher levels of digestible protein. In appearance, bison is a richer and darker red meat due to the high levels of vitamins and minerals and the lack of artificial preservatives, stimulants, and hormones that are usually found in beef. Dr. King's Carolina Bison is currently available at these popular local eateries and stores. Earth Fair, Harris Teeter, Wicked Weed, Universal Joint, Juicy Lucy's, Pax Tavern, The Biltmore Estate, Asheville Brewing Company, Jack of the Wood, Red Stag Grill in the Grand Bohemian Hotel, Grove Park Inn, and more. For more information, visit carolinabison.com. Dr. King's Carolina Bison, now proudly served at all Fresh Market locations. This is The Healing Revolution with Dr. Frank King. Welcome back to The Healing Revolution with Dr. Frank King in the continuation of the series, uh, Nutrition That Works. So, uh, Mm -hmm. Doc, tell us more. Sure, sure will. You know, a lot of people think, oh, if I just take a -a one-a-day vitamin, oh, I'm going to get everything that I I don't get, and that's not true things, enzymes. And you can try to take your own enzymes, you know, and that could be good for you, you know, all that. But you, if you start eating more diversity or even some raw food in your diet, have a certain level of raw food, and that is always very good. You know, there's, you know, diet is, or live it, 
is really something that, you know, we want to learn to embrace. And we do that by embracing change. We talked a little about change and change itself, you know, is so essential. I said getting away from an average of eating 20 different foods in your life when you have the opportunity for thousands, at least try to aim to say, you know what, I want to take that up to goal. My goal is I'm going to try to eat 100 different foods you know, you know, in a, you know, in maybe a few months time and see how you try that. And you start adding more to it. Even if you got to, you know, instead of 20, you got up to 50 or 60 foods. That's great because each different diverse types of foods bring certain nutrients you don't get in. You're not going to get all your nutrients in 20 different foods. You know, there's that's why there is so many different plants on the planet, you know, because we need to look at eating more diverse. And the more diverse we eat, the better we'll have a balance in our body chemistry. The better we're going to be, you know, in our health, the more energy we will have, you know, the better, clearer we'll think, you know. So these are all in the healthier we'll live. You know, if you want to prevent the chronic diseases, get out of the habits of just 20 foods is a, is a shame. And I say we want to get that, not shame on you, but we want to get shame off you. <laughs> and so, you know, we want to be able to say, let's get some diversity and let's start enjoying this wonderful time in the season of this world that we have so much diversity. Try different spices. These spices are unique and attract, they naturally attract you should you know people to spices, right? I love s- s- smelling sassafras. You ever peel sassafras bark? Try some sassafras tea. You know, start drinking more teas. You know, getting teas. Wow, that's another way to diversify. You know, so let's look at, you know, ways we can, uh, you know, look at change. And and the reason is, is because uh, people in general, we're all incredibly diverse people. We are very different I mean, we, you know, just thinking for a minute, look at all of our personalities. How many different personalities are there? We, in a book, The Healing Revolution, that we we published that's available to you, fine reading, we teach about, you know, how to understand personality, too, in, you know, relationships chapter. And relationships has a lot to do with our health. It's proven. So, but, you know, we're so different in, in our personalities. We do the, you know, share the, the disc profile, if you would. And in there, you know, on, in the book, you can go to one, two, three test.com and do this for free. Start to learn your, 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 what your personality is and the people around you, what their personality is. And then you can learn, you'll learn also how to communicate with different personalities to make it work better. That's so important. That's how we're wired. We should know this. We live there. This is a, you know, we live in this body. The better we know it, the better we'll be able to function with it. So, you know, we're diverse in our personalities. We're obviously diverse in our looks. Right. Obviously, you know, you're you're much you're handsomer guy, yeah. you know, and, you know, and, you know, there's things about our looks. We get we have facial recognition. I open my phone up and I look at it. It recognizes me. If you try to open my phone up and put your mug in front of it, it's not going to work. No. It's not going to open. Isn't that amazing? That is amazing. Facial recognition. They have that in cities now. If they want to find uh, a, a person of interest, a, 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 a you know a criminal. Suspect, you know, yeah. A suspect or a missing person. You know, they have ways, to, you know, they can, you know, in cameras, you can be walking through the city and all of a sudden it can pick up on your facial recognition. Amazing. Yeah. Wow. You know, so there, you know, you think of our, our thumbprints, our fingerprints, they're all different. You know, there's, um, you know, it's amazing when you think about the uniquenesses of who we are. And so, and not only that, but, you know, there's um, – we can even recognize people by how they walk. Can't you recognize your friends from far oh, yeah. away? You could be downtown, see somebody walking out in front of you there and say, oh, there's Bill, you know. Absolutely. That's Bill over there. And, uh, you know, we also are very different and unique and special, not only on the outside, but we're even more special and unique on the inside. Our metabolisms – 
are very, very unique. Our, metab- our metabolisms are so diverse. And what does that mean? You know, that means that our diets aren't all the same. There's some people who say, oh, you need to be vegetarian. It's the only way you, you need to eat vegan. It's the only way to, you know, to live. And I tried it. You know, I tried all types of vegetarian diets. I was vegetarian for six and one half years. Gave it my best. I tried to be vegetarian. I thought that was the pure way of life. It was the best way of life. And, you know, it was. I really gave it everything I had. I tried raw diets. I tried heavy grain type diets. Like, uh, you know, I tried uh, mixtures of diets. Even added some uh, uh, dairy at times. Try maybe that's a difference I need. Uh, I tried, you know, a lot of different diets. And there's. Uh, you know, hundreds of different diets out there for people. And, you know, and I just realized over time that I do, and I eat very diverse diet, and I eat a lot of uh, different plants, And uh, but I need meat, and I need a certain amount of meat. Does that make me a lower, you know, less evolved individual? I used to think so. Not anymore. I think I'm, you know, it's... Pretty not well bad in, in, the, in the evolutionary chain here. Okay. Uh, and, you know, but, you know, but I do try to, you know, I practice tolerance. And, and, I, and I know with working with patients all these years, the diets are, you know, one's diet, it could be just as diverse as another's. And not we're not all designed to eat the same pattern. You know, some of us come from uh, maybe in the islands somewhere where we can maybe be more, you know, you know historically over uh, thousands of years, we've adapted more to a vegetarian diet. Or some of us that come from more of the cold countries and places, we're more adapted to, you know, a meat diet and, and so on. So that's these are things that we need to think about and have tolerance for the other people. You know, wish we all could be vegetarians. Wow, just think the animals would be running the world here. You know, what do we do with all those animals? They're eating us out of house and home. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, it would be really could be bad. <laughs> you know, we think about it. So there's a balance. That's why we're different. And it's, you know, learn to embrace and accept our differences, our uniquenesses, and honor our differences and our uniquenesses. Even our, our love languages. And we've been talking a little love here in the last few shows back about right. engaging the power of the human spirit and how important love is, along with a lot of the positive emotions. And there's a thing in the, we do called the, your love language. And there's uh, five love languages. You want to learn. And you can take these a little free test online. You can check out what's my love language because it's really important. And See, my love language is different than my wife's love language, but we have a tendency to, you know, treat people, we honor people using our own love language, thinking, well, those love that aspects of love language can, you know, can help. But if that's not their love language, they're not getting, you know, they're not getting much out of it. And so, there's words of affirmation. You know, that's a love language. Absolutely. Some people love words of affirmation. You know, Randy, uh, you're just such a friendly guy. You know, you have such a warm heart. You have, you know, how does that make you feel? And it does make you feel great to hear those words. Yes. It really that's does. That's good food. That's food. It is good food. Food for the soul. How yes. about that? That's a yes. livid. That's a livid. Add that to your diversity of diet. Okay. How much words of affirmation am I giving? How about acts, you know, uh, acts of kindness? Okay, our acts of service when you do something, Randy, you 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 know you leave the back door of the radio station open for me. That's really thoughtful of you to put that little wedge in the door, and and you you know sometimes you know you know you do nice little things. You put you send little notes, you know, <laughs> girls. Okay, guys, whoever you know, isn't that nice? It works. Yeah, it, it works. works. You know, little notes. You know, you're sharing words of affirmation to people. Because that's probably some of your love language. Yeah, exactly. You know, don't you like to have words, little notes, a little, oh, Randy, yeah. you're just like, you're amazing. It's so, you're so much fun to be around. You know, you, you're like good to my, good for my heart. You know, you make me feel good just being around you. 
you know, and those type of things. So think about that. Receiving gifts is another love language. You know, people love, some people love gifts, just a little something. Hey, I was out, I found these little note cards that said, uh, you know, I'm a fun guy. You know, like a fun guy, fungi, you know, uh, <laughs> with, with a mushroom on it. You know, gotcha. I'm a fun guy. Uh, and, you know, I, you know, I saw that T-shirt at uh, Mother Earth News event, and I, I had to buy that thing. I'm that a was, fun guy. I'm a fun, you know, you know the dash and uh, guy. You know, <laughs> G-I. Yeah, or G-U-Y. G-U-Y. Okay. Guy. Yeah, that's a guy, right? I'm a fun guy. Yeah. Um, so receiving gifts. You know, my wife, I know, she loves gifts. I'm That's like lowest on my uh, list of five love languages. You know, gifts, don't, you know, they're nice, but they're not like, wow, that makes me over the top, wow. But, you know, doing little things like that for my wife. Now, I, would, I wasn't big on doing little gifts, and but I had to learn that over the years. And that made a difference in our relationship. But I had to think in her love language. What is what means the most, you know, to Susie, and that that's how we learn to do, you know understand why we should understand our love languages and understand the love languages of all those special people around us. And so, um, the other one is quality time, you know, putting quality time together. Honey, I got the whole weekend off. I'm not traveling, you know. Uh, you know, make things little things that I, we maybe uh, we can do together. You know, let's make it a special night. You know, I can. I, you know, I had this little measurement thing, for example, and this is why am I saying this right now? Is to understand our diversity that leads to our diversity of food. Okay, on our livet, finding our livet. Uh, you know that feeds us, but this is food for the soul too. So I'm, I'm adding this to understand our diversity, and so we you know. The quality time, I said, you know, there's a couple of football games I want to watch. I'm going to hang out here. I'm going to do a few things around the house for you. I'm going to hang some of those pictures you want to hang. I'm going to clean up around in the landscape here and do all those kind of things. And that's nice. Or, But I can do all that for the whole weekend. Or I can say, I want to take you out. I just want to share how special you are and how much you mean to me. And a nice little candlelight dinner somewhere and, you know, beautiful music and stare into your eyes and, you know, just let you know how much you mean to me, how how much I really just I, I love you. I'm so I'm so blessed to have you in my life. And you mean so much, and it's so special, and I, I don't get to share that as much. And, I, I, you know, I'm just, you know, after all these years of marriage together, I would do it all over again without a blink of an eye. You know, I, I'm loving our relationship more now than I ever have, you know, as we've grown closer together, you know. No, you right? no, you're over there. You're, you're turning red. You're getting here, all yeah. yeah, yeah. Here's a tissue. <laughs> but I'm also yeah. writing this down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And guess what? Would she like that? You know, hour and a half out in that special candlelight dinner with this special talk and special you know, sharing, or would she like me around for the whole weekend doing just little odds and things here and there? She'll she'll. Uh, I want that hour and a half. That hour and a half. <laughs> Give yep. me that hour and a half. Out of the forty-eight, I want that hour. There, have, there yeah. you go. And so that's quality time. Now, some people, quality time doesn't mean a lot to them, but we need to know it, you know, because we're not all the same. And the fifth one is physical touch. Honey, rub my back. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh right there. Yes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Don't, don't stop. Don't stop. And, you know, physical touch, you know, now. Powerful. All those. Those are the five love languages. You can do a quick little test on the line. It's free, and you can find out what your love language is. But what makes it really important is find out about those significant people in your life, your children. Know what their love language is. You're going to communicate so much better. And, you know, learn what the, you know, you know, what your significant other's relationships in your life are. You are going to make, you're going to take your real quality healing relationships to a whole new level when you understand their disc profile that we talked about. It's in the book. And understand these, you know, basic things like these five love languages. And know 
and remember, write them down so you don't forget them because, you know, and, and practice them. Just it's a little simple, so simple with such great return. So that's the uniqueness, the difference uh, of who we are, how we're wired, how we're made and how we need to eat. You know, some people, you know, I have a fast metabolism. I have a slow metabolism. You know, there's there's some uh, you can see what metabolic type you are. There's some of those online you can do and learn that. I need a higher fat diet. I need a fat diet. You know, I need some dairy in my diet. You know, I need to eat some animal fat in my diet. I need butter in my diet. You know, those... You know, I need good natural kefirs and yogurts in my diet. That feeds my hormones. Without that, my hormones get starved. You know, I start to have be hormone deficient. And so, you know, the, these are things we need to learn. Somebody else, you know, Susie, my wife, she doesn't need a real high-fat diet. She needs a little fat, but she's kind of right in the middle. I'm more of a high-fat person. So... These things we can learn. Somebody else get all the fat they need from some nuts and seeds. I can't get enough fat from nuts and seeds and avocados and things of this nature. I can put a lot of oil in my salad, and that's all good. But I still need some diversity of these fats to really round out my well-being personally. So just like all we're different in all these areas, in our looks, you know, in our personalities, uh, in how we are gait and how we move, in our metabolism, the dynamics of what's going on on the inside of us is even more so unique as what all the uniqueness is on the outside of us and our love languages. All these things, our personality types are so unique, just as much as our diet. One thing I just bring this home, uh, I have this, you know, so whether you're a vegetarian, a vegan, a, a pescatarian, did I say pescatarian? What is that? That's No, no not Presbyterian. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, pesca- <laughs> I'm Methodist myself. <laughs> uh, and the uh, pescatarian, that's somebody who eats fish. Okay, they might eat vegetables and fish, for example. A carnivore, that's a meat eater, of course. Omnivore, what's an omnivore? You got me, I don't know. Okay, they enjoy some diet in there too, you know, and there's more. (laughs) So, you know, there's different, there's many mixes. And sometimes it's also eating according to, ready for this, your environment. Eating for your environment is so important. You know, as you eat, you know, think, oh, I'm in the hot of weather. It's August. My, my, my. What do we, should I eat? I should eat a lot more ribs. Not necessarily, okay? Uh, You know, I should eat more meat. You know, it's grill season. You know, not necessarily. You know, sometimes if you have trouble adapting to hot, humid weather, what should we do? Let's think for a moment. Eat lighter, huh? Definitely. Fruits and vegetables. Yes, there you go. Is that, uh, yeah, think, what is it that grows in hot climates? These fruits. vegetables and fruits. Yeah. Vegetables. Yeah. Maybe eat a little more raw, yeah. you know, a little bit lighter. And, you know, how about even if you need to, how about some tropical fruit? If you, like, really can't handle the hot. Oh, it's oh, I, I wither in the hot weather, you know. If so many is, people do. Oh, they do, and they just oh, I just melt it. How can you stand it out here, you know? And you know, because I eat for the I'm eating for the summer, you know. Now yeah. in the winter, I will eat more, you know, root stuff that you know that's warming. I'll eat some more, maybe some more grains that's warming, and I'll eat meat. That's warming. I'll eat more meat and it adapts me, especially if I'm spending time out in the cold a lot. You know, if I'm going hunting or I'm going, oh, we're going to go skiing, snow skiing or boarding, and we're out there, we're going to Colorado, I'm going to start eating you know, more to adapt me to that cold weather. And that, what's it do? It heats my body up, it makes my body warmer. Okay, and I adapt to that cold weather so much better. Eat more of the tropical things and the and the general the fruits and vegetables in the summer here in the hot humid weather, all of a sudden, hey, it's kinda nice out. I'm enjoying the sun. I like this. Oh, that heat feels good on my body. You know, I just take my shirt off and I'm gonna enjoy taking a nice walk out here in the sun and, and, and you know and have a good sweat. 
Because sweating, we talked about sweating in the past. It is so important to perspire to get those toxins out of our bodies. Let's get back to the healing revolution, and Dr. King will guide us there. He'll wrap this part of the show up in just a moment. Nutrition that works on the healing revolution with Dr. Frank King. Dr. King's Natural Medicine features over 150 products specially formulated for everything that ails you. From allergies, memory loss, and fatigue, to sports performance and sexual health, Dr. King's Natural Medicine has been providing safe, natural medicines for the entire family for more than 25 years. Dr. King's products have no known harmful side effects, no known negative drug interactions, and no known contraindications. Dr. King's natural medicine products include oral sprays, topical oils, and topical creams. Visit kingbio.com for Dr. King's full line of healing products. This is The Healing Revolution with Dr. Frank King. It's The Healing Revolution with Dr. Frank King. And uh, Dr. King, we're coming down to the uh, final part of the segment today. Uh, Actually, this is part two of Nutrition That Works. It is. And I I love this part because it really helps us understand what we call our biological individuality. How about that for a word? Okay. Okay. Biological individuality. You want to you want to be an individual? Of course. (laughs) You know, we all want to find our uniqueness. Right. And it's part of that is finding our uniqueness with our diet. And we've been talking about the differences in our diet. And are you a vegan or, uh, or vegetarian or uh, Episcopalian, <laughs> not Episcopal, ter- it's a, or a Presbyterian, but no, one who eats fish, and you know, uh, an ovarian, uh, ovarian. <laughs> That's do you? How's your ovarian doing? <laughs> the left one's ovotarian. Let me get that right. Okay, yeah, dairy products, and uh, you know, it's like I, I think back. I mean, a great analogy I was taught way back in school uh, was about. There was, you know, society was destroyed in this earth, and then a new group of people come back onto the earth, and they're kind of, you know, like caveman like, and they're going around and, Randy, and you know, and all of a sudden he finds an old pair of eyeglasses that wash up into this, you know, in the sand along, you know, the shoreline of the ocean, and he rinses them off, and he goes, hmm. Uh, what's this? And he puts, he looks through them and goes, oh, you know, all of a sudden he can see better. And he goes running back to the village and says, you know, in grunt language, you know, I found something to improve all of our vision. We can see better with this. And everyone starts looking at it. And some people look through them and say, you know, see nothing but more blurry. Other people look through it and see no change. And other people see, wow. And so, you know, all sorts of different Reactions. Some people might see close up. Some people might only see far away better. And it's a, a great diversity of differences, isn't there? Oh, yeah. And one person's prescription in an eye lens is different than another's. Try to, uh, other people's glasses, Can't you know. borrow somebody's glasses, no. No, unless it's the mag, just magnifiers or something. Yeah. But other than – but the personal prescriptions, you know, it doesn't work. The same is true with diet. Just to give us another analogy here of why we're different and allow us to some ideas about understanding people's differences. And so there was a – back in 1576, you ready? Roman poet. Titus, Titus Lucretius, Titus Lucretius wrote one, you know, there's different versions of this. One man's meat or food is another man's meat or or is another man's poison. One man's meat or is another food. man's poison. poison. Yeah, or, or food. One man's food. There's different ways it's been interpreted so. uh, coming from the Roman language. And, you know, so it's like, yes, what's good for me mm-hmm. could be poison for you. Yeah. You know, another one was one man's medicine could be another man's poison. Gotcha. Man meaning woman or man, you know, it's a generic term. 
And so with the eyeglass analogy, with, you know, understanding this going back into the year 1576 uh, in the Roman uh, Empire, we are seeing these uniquenesses go back. And I just wanted to bring just a few of those, you know, just to the table. The diet, you know, why we have diet is such a failure rate. We're trying to match other people's diets and trying to find our own diet. And I've got to say, you know, the again, we're shifting it from a diet to what? A live it. You betcha. A live it. A live it. Yeah. And, you know, we're not putting this up for chance, but we're putting it, you know, we're focused on change, finding that change. Experimenting, learning. Take those some of those metabolic type questionnaires online. You will begin to learn what it is that might be able to fit you best. Next week, we're going to go into some unique ways of how how you can help find what is my perfect diet for now. Oh, how about good. that? You're going to teach we're us. We're going to show. Yeah. We're going to show you how you can find and ways, little insights, and looking how can I create the best. You know, diet for me. What is my diet? That'll Not be just following Bill over there. You know, he, he looks healthy and he's strong and he's doing well. And there's some principles that are all the same, like eating real food. Okay, if you stay away from adulterated foods, you know that's important in this you know, time and age. And uh, you know, GMO foods. Mm, what do you think? Do you think we should eat GMO foods, Randy? I do not believe in that. Yeah, why is that? It's just it's just not nice to fool mother nature oh we see randy you got there's some just good natural logic here you know it doesn't take much to see and we're not going to all live on corn and soybeans (laughs) okay (laughs) (laughs) who wants to do that and so you know there's a lot of reasons why we should stay away from gmo genetically modified organisms we are you know you think well that's just we're doing what nature does not really we're manipulating this stuff and doing it so we can put more roundup in in herbis you know some Serious, yeah, herbicides, pesticides, things like that, that the plant has that in it so it can accept it. Okay. And wait a minute. So an ear of corn, you can have a couple drops of, uh, of Roundup, you know, weed killer in there. Easily. In an ear of corn. And so next time you have that ear of corn for, for dinner, uh, you want to look and look hard to find non GMO corns. Especially best kind, open pollinated corn. See, no, regular corn, you can't take that seed and reuse it. They think they wonder why they did that. That seed won't grow more corn. Hmm. Why'd they do that? You know, Make you they want to control. They're yeah. taking control of the food chain. Yeah. So there's the control issues, but more so there's the health issues and the dynamics. And animals that eat that type of uh, GMO, are, it gets concentrated, and uh, that's the kind of meat you want to stay away from. So that is why we need our healing, our healing revolution. Dr. King, thank you so much. Nutrition that works, and we've already learned that next week there will be a part three of this nutrition that works, and we always learn so much every week here with Dr. Frank King on The Healing Revolution. As an author, lecturer, and whole health practitioner, Dr. King has a passion for natural health and empowering people to reach optimal health and wellness. Dr. King's 40-year career as a natural healer is all about equipping you and your healing revolution. Go to drkings.com to take free personalized health appraisals, including his whole person appraisal and candida test. You know your body best, so take back your health and awaken your healing power within. Learn more about the healing revolution by visiting drkings.com, where you can sign up for Dr. King's free newsletter or email a question about your health to Dr. King at thr at kingbio.com and join the healing revolution. You say you want a 